When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Nabwal Chol has nominated Hawthorne, according mm. to Tom Morris, with us on Trade Radio. We know that there was Hawthorne, Adelaide. Brisbane was there for a little bit, wasn't it? Uh, a little bit. Do, 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 do. Yes, yeah, they were. Bit, yeah. yeah, he had four clubs after him, I think. Yeah. Uh, uh, Melbourne was the other yeah. one. And Adelaide was certainly there. Well, they'd offered a three-year contract. Yeah, they'd offered yeah. a three-year deal. Well, that may please our next guest. He won't have to go back in defence as a tall defender. Um, three-time Malcolm Blight medalist. What were you expecting there to him to do in the summer? He plays. Grow. Very, he, he, pl- he plays very tall. Rich. He reads the play perfectly. Uh, the Malcolm Blight Medal, the Adelaide Football Club Best and Ferris, gets underway on Saturday night. Rory Laird has won the last two. Then he won another one in 2018. Could he win his fourth? Let's find out. Lady joins us now. Hello, Rory. How are you, How are you guys? You going all right? Yeah, going uh, well. Uh, well done in the uh, Brownlow, 20 votes, and, and you behaved yourself too. Yeah, I did actually. It was a bit of a long night, but um, yeah, I was a bit slow the next day. I was speaking to Benny about it, um, but it was good fun. Did you go through the votes, Rory, like the rest of us, and say, hmm, that's a bit interesting? Yeah, did you get any interesting ones? Yeah, I did actually. I got a few that I didn't think I would get, but um, you know, I'll take them, I guess. Uh, there was a couple, but uh, that's the way it goes, I guess. Yeah, and good to see the Texan get 16 votes in yep. a brown line. Yeah, I know. Well, he probably deserved a few more, to be honest. There was a few games I think that he could have got a few more, but um, he's done that for a couple of years now as a key forward. Now, we've just got a text come through. There's a lot of talk about Clayton Oliver. Mm. We'll talk to you about that. We've got some good questions for you, Lady. I bet you're excited about it. Yep. <laughs> of course. Now, Roach just broke a story saying, um, suggesting that, uh, that one of the problems at Melbourne was that Clayton Oliver missed his exit meeting. A text has come through, Roach, saying, Roach, you are close. Oliver was a half an hour oh, late dear. for the exit meeting, and I'll tidy this up, mm. but he may have been a bit tired and emotional when he arrived for the meeting. I would dare say if you did that uh, to Simon Goodwin, yeah, I can imagine how this plays out as it has at yeah, the moment. Yeah, mind you, Goody is a player, was no choir boy as well. How would you feel about getting Clayton Oliver into the midfield and at the club? <laughs> I think if you ask, you know, 99.9% of the AFL players, Kimbo, I can you're probably saying it's a, it's a good get. Um, there's obviously a fair bit of chatter at the moment. I think it's very early on. I think there's a lot of uh, water to go under the bridge, and I dare say a lot of these circumstances get uh, blown up a bit more through the media, uh, especially early on like this. And it does happen a bit more when it's such a um, you know prominent big name player like Clayton. So um, obviously he's a superstar, and it'd be fantastic to play with him. But um, I think it's it's very early on, and I'm probably not in the position to be talking too much about a, another contracted player at a different club. No, that's true. That's a very professional answer. Hypothetically, <laughs> you, you, Roy, yeah. I hope you're sitting if, down. If he came to the club, uh, would you be prepared to go back into defence to win a third All-Australian for the club? Oh, here we go. No. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> I thought that would be the answer. Hey, we had Scotty Burns on. Uh, he came into the studio. He was in for an hour. And uh, we, yep. we spoke about your good self, and um, uh, like he is a massive fan. So we thought we'd pay, pass that on, because I did bring up about moving you to defence. I know you hate it. 
Um, <laughs> but uh, he loves the work you do in the midfield. Yeah, I think Scotty and I um, we get along very well. Um, Scotty, the way he sees the game, and I'm sure you guys would have sort of heard it the way he talks. He's he's a student of the game. I've, I've never seen someone love football as much as Scotty does. He, he watches that much footage and goes through so many things with our back line. I think that's why you see the development of these, you know, Josh Worrells that come in, um, James Borlase, Mark Keynes. Um, you look at Mitch Hinge and Wayne Miller of the years they had. Um, the, the amount of work he puts in with those guys, you know, behind the scenes. And, and he's, the way he actually coaches on the field as well is fantastic. He's, he's pretty stern. Um, mm. You guys can see he can get pretty intense. And um, I think that's a, a sort of good medium. Like, obviously, Nixie does get like that, but he's, he's very good at explaining things and, and staying calm. And then sometimes, you know, on the field, Scotty can sort of bring that um, other edge. And it, it's a sort of, they complement each other very well. And um, he's a very valued part of our coaching group. Yeah, uh, you're spot on. Uh, you wouldn't want to get on the wrong side of him earlier in the year, Rich. I, no. I pushed him on Matt Crouch <laughs> early in the year. And, uh, yeah, I, I think I tested his patience. <laughs> Yeah. Roy, Roy, you that's know, not like you, Kimbo. Yeah, well, that's what you get the big bucks for. Roy, you know <laughs> yeah, exactly. We pretty well live in a copycat league. If someone sets a standard, everyone has to rush and either catch or go beyond it. So we see Collingwood win the Premiership, and Adelaide has a very, very good record against Collingwood this year to, to push them to, what was it, one and two points this year, wasn't it, both games? Yep, yep. What do we learn from Collingwood that sets an agenda for next year at every other club? Um, it's a good question, Bruce. I think it's the ability that they have to adapt um, through different circumstances in different games. It does help, I guess, having players like Still Sidebottom and Scott Pendlebury out there <laughs> sort of directing, yes. especially through the middle of the ground, that are sort of on-field coaches. Um, but you see how they can control a game. They can, they can stem the flow of a game. Um, the execution in terms of individuals and the roles that they play in the team um, is also second to none, and that's why they had such a good record the past two years. Um, and they probably stand out the most. Um, and I think it's just a sort of a buy-in to what they do and, and how they uh, react off each other. And then there's a fair bit of talent in the team as well. So it's sort of like a really strong mix of all the above. And, um, you know, Craig McRae, credit to him, has got them working, you know, in, in sync and in unison. Explain to me those of us who are on the outside, not playing on the field, so don't have that view. But what is it about Collingwood and dealing with them through that centre corridor where they have done their best work and stopped other teams doing their work? Yeah, it is hard to stop. You, you do find at times, and we even had it at the MCG, I reckon, was yeah. the game that was a bit more noticeable. It is a bit wider. and mm. um, Sort of what I was saying in terms of the team role and the, the positions that they put themselves in and um, I did touch on it, but Scott Penderbury actually sits himself in there a fair bit. So they've always got representation in there. But then it's the sort of the natural ability of, you know, your Dacos boys that run to the right positions and they sort of the unison thing. They know where the ball's going to go and they, they sort of get themselves into that position nearly sometimes. Also, in saying that, on the other side of it, they actually stop teams because they always have representation in there. So... Mm. We actually spoke about that when we played and you sort of bring it up a bit. But that first half, they were doing that to us. And then in the second half, we sort of stemmed it and actually attacked them back the other way. And, um, you know, we actually just used the ball properly and, and sort of, if they want to sit in the corridor, we can actually pierce it through them, and you know, around the ground. So um, there was ways to bypass them. And, and I think teams sort of worked that out a little bit. But 
when it came down to the contest in the in the final games, they got they got it done. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about trade week and all the rumours that go around, and when it impacts on some of your teammates, Big Elliot Himmelberg's being mentioned, or but you're yeah, on leave at the not. moment, you don't get to talk about it much. Yeah. No, I don't think we really, well, I personally don't really speak to him that much. I think, if anything, you sort of get a credible source from the club that will actually detail what's going on with a certain mm. player. Um, there is a lot of stuff, that I said before, that gets flown out of proportion and there could be one mm. thing that is said and it gets turned into, you know, five or six things. So um, it can be a stressful time for players. I've been pretty lucky that I haven't been in, in too many of these and, um yeah, I feel for some of the guys that probably don't want to be in that position and, and do get put in that position. So um, it is part of the job as well. So you sort of look at it both ways. Yeah, and we were talking about uh, Riley Bonner, who was delisted from the Port Adelaide Football Club. We've been through it with Riley yep. Knight as well. And uh, all of a sudden, yep. if they don't get recontracted or picked up, um, they've got to look for a job for the first time in their lives. So it's a, a huge cultural shock. Uh, we've got text coming through yep. thick and fast. Here's one, boys, for both of you. Uh, Adelaide have met with Matthias Filippo, uh, who has indicated a willingness to come home. That's from the, <laughs> that's from the trade trout. <laughs> oh, oh, no. we, get, we get so <laughs> no. many of these. All right, no. Laird. Oh, now, Laird, we want to see how good you are, all right? You've got the club championship <laughs> award coming up. Uh, I know you're a humble man. Who wins the Malcolm Blight medal? Uh, I'll put my money on Dawes to win it, Joey yeah. Dawson. Will you oh, be second and yep. the Texan third? I'd like to say I'm around the sort of the top part of it at some point. I think you sort of look at Texas year and you can't go past him for a sort of a top one, two or three finish. So um, especially some of the big games he had where he dominated. So, um, yeah, it's kind of a bit of a... Uh, sort of unknown this year. There was, you know, Wayne Miller, there was Mitch Hinge, oh. there was Brody Smith. Oh, Mitch um, Hinge, yeah. There was sort of, yeah, very consistent performers across the team. So, um, yeah, and whoever sort of plays, you know, nearly all the games is usually up there. So I think there's quite a, you know, open field this year. All right, we're going to hold you to that. So for the Malcolm Bite medal, you've gone Dawson, you've put yourself second, Walker and Hinge. Now, <laughs> no, I, I don't I'll go somewhere to the top, not second. No, you and your heart of hearts, you think you're first or second. There's no question of that. Now, here's an award you won't no. win. Now, tell oh. us how you think. You will not win the Phil Walsh Best Team Man Award after doing your long-term <laughs> deal. And wow. the, break, the break and enter you did on the club's salary cap, you, there's no way you'll get <laughs> voted for that. Who wins the Best Team Man? Who's the best bloke at the club? Oh, Best Team Man. Just seeing Brody's usually up there. Rolly O'Brien, I think, will Ooh. get it. Maybe Neg McHenry. Um, there's a few blokes. It's a pretty good sort of tight-knit group. It sort of blokes sort of help each other out and but I think Raleigh O'Brien's probably the standout when you ask a lot of our players. So I might put my money on him. All right. So if you go on Raleigh O'Brien, Ned McHenry, let's go to the Mark Bickley Emerging Talent Award. Now, this is an interesting one. Emerging Talent. Uh, maybe Max Michelani. Oh, no doubt. Obvious, yeah. yeah no Kim, doubt. you idiot, Kim. Yeah, there was. <laughs> I overlook the absolute <laughs> obvious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's my Can't bad. Go past Maxie, boy. Now, yep. you might be a silly chance for the 19th Man Members MVP award. Who's most popular with the fans? Or would that be Tex? Tex, I think. Yeah, maybe Tex. Tex. Yeah, I, I know Tex. Tex is probably the, the favourite. Um, but Dorse as well. Like, he had a sensational year. I, I don't know if you can go past Dorse, but you never know the Texan. Everyone loves the Texan. Uh, and, this year. And, and one more while we've got you, Lady, and I feel bad. I, this has escaped me, but the, and it's an important award, the Dean Bailey Award. And what's that for again? 
I think that's for professionalism in okay. terms of yep. uh, throughout the year, um, professionalism preparation. Now that is an open one. I would have no idea because there's a lot of things that you sort of see and there's a lot of things you don't see. And mm. I think Ned won it last year and, um, you know, some of the stuff that he does behind the scenes you wouldn't even know about and it's sort of through the physios and the doctors and the coaches. So, oh, it's sort of throwing a dart at the dartboard here. I might go with uh, Mitch Hinge. Mitch Hinge, I, I, I like it. Uh, we've just seen in yep. the last couple of days that Tom Duday has nominated the Brisbane Football Club. We believe the club won't match the offer. Have you spoken to Tom? No, I haven't actually. Uh, this is uh, why you will not days, get or... the best team man award. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, what do you, you want me to call him up and just start saying what the hell is going on? Or well, maybe, um, maybe I know. And... I know it was a tough decision. <laughs> and... I know it was a tough decision, wish Tommy. We've, we've loved you. Yeah, we wish you all the best, no matter which way it goes. Yeah, sorry, I took all the money out of the exactly. We, they couldn't pay you more. <laughs> do you want to see my new? No, car? I guess I will. <laughs> no, I'm still in the Kluger oh, over here. Oh, dear. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's a cracker. Um, no, I will, I will speak to Tommy, of course. It's just a matter of sort of, I uh, dare say, there's a fair bit going on with him and um, on his play at the moment. So once that sort of gets worked out, I'll obviously get in contact. Um, but, yeah, I don't really want to sort of barge into it while he's absolutely in the midst of it. So I'll just sort of take a back seat, Kimbo. Take it pretty easy. No, I know you're a very caring, sharing man. Just a little bit of fun. Um, so you get, <laughs> no, this, you get this out of the way on Saturday night and then you guys are off now. Yep. for a, You've got how long off? Uh, yeah, so we've had uh, four weeks, four and a half weeks now since the season. Um, and then we have, yeah, as you said, the BNF, and then it's back on November 27th. Okay. So it's a fair, fair chunk after that. A little birdie told me you may be heading over to New Zealand. Is that a boys' trip or is that with the love? No, that would be with Ellie, my partner. Oh, We're going hey. to New Zealand. Uh, we actually haven't booked it, but it's in the plans. Um, she actually just... She just moved in the other day, so it's it's all hey, happening. Oh, congratulations! Um, <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. We've, it's been five days and we're surviving. So um, yeah, she's at work at the moment, so it's a nice little relaxing afternoon for me. Um, so we are going to New Zealand and then up to Brisbane for a couple of nights, and, and that's pretty much it. Very low key uh, sort of break for me, which is um, you know I'm actually I'm very happy with that. All right. Well, I'm going to New Zealand as well for Chris Dittmar's 60th birthday party, so I might gate crash a little romantic get-together. You'll be, you'll be cool if I give you a ring and catch up. I might work out the dates for that, maybe just dodge you <laughs> while you're there and wait till you, wait till you leave the country. Oh, oh lady. Uh, have a great night on Saturday night. We wish you all the very best. Um, and, uh, look, if you get your fourth jacket, you deserve it. It's going to be close. And uh, between yourself, Tex, and Jordan Dawson, appreciate all the work you've done for us right throughout the year. Yes, and thanks, uh, we'll Rory. leave you alone, alone now, Rory. Have a great break, and uh, hopefully we're back with you again next year. No, thanks, guys. Thanks uh, for the years. Good fun. Um, you know, more so speaking of roots than you, Kimbo. You sort of give me a bit of a hard time, but it is. No, nah, it has been good, boys. Hopefully on again next year. Thank no you very worries. much. No worries. I look forward to catching up with Ellie in New Zealand. Uru. <laughs> Sounds good. Oh, wow. There he is, Rory Laird. Who are you tipping, Rooge? It's a, a interesting one, isn't it? Dawson's so good early in the year. Laird's just consistent. Yeah, and because you get votes game by game by game, I... Yeah, I think Dawson gets it. Dawson, yeah. yeah I think it's a I'm, tight count. I'm, I'm leading towards it's a, a tight count. Dawson as well. And so, I'll be fascinated where first-year player Michael Laney finishes in that 
leaderboard as well. Yes, yeah, I would say he, he would be, be very top consistent 10. too. Well, they, had, they had some good players yeah. this year. Interesting looking at the last five winners: Laity in 2022 mm. and 2021, yep. Riley O'Brien 2020, and what was a tough year for the club 2019. Brad Crouch. Um, who finished about seventh, I think, in St Kilda's best and fairest. Yeah, have a look at that. He was sixth or seventh, I think. And Rory Laird winning it in 2018.